Welcome to the Post-Human Podcast. Uh, again, for those listeners out here, this was a... Um, uh, it was a very... Again, a guest pulled out. So this is a very, very loose conversation. Because I've not spoke to you at all. And yeah, this I is so you had made a comment or something about like under an Alex Jones video and you were like message me for something and I messaged you. And so at first I didn't even know you had a podcast at all. I wasn't familiar with you. And then you're like, you want to be on a podcast and talk about it? I was like, I would love to. That's right up my alley. And I was like, you're like, I don't know what to do with this information. He said hashtag interdimensional alien. <laughs> I was a little yeah. appreciative of the wind and I was just trying to be funny, but like on a serious note, I do have like an extensive amount of knowledge when it comes to the subject. No, well, let's let's really get into that because this show again it's the post-human podcast, and very few people ask me where where's the name come from, what's it all a fucking about. Well, I think that audio and video are going to survive us, hence why this is called post-human, because this is going to outlive me and you. It is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's uh, it's kind of where my show comes from, but we uh, we talk about aliens, and uh, this is what my show revolves around a lot of. And as someone that then wants to come and talk about aliens, woo, we're on the right fucking path, buddy. So, uh, what do you think about? Again, they did a congressional hearing uh, two days ago, and the information so far has not come out. They was going to release yeah, it's it this not month. Supposed to come out till July first. Oh, okay. Is that uh? But they did the hearing two days ago. Yeah, <coughs> I don't think they're supposed to have all the paperwork done until July first because that's what I read up on it. Um, and it, it's supposed to be from from what I understand, it's supposed to be um a collective report done by um Department of Naval Intelligence that's supposed to pretty much outline um where they're at with these UAPs. But you know, to an extent, they're just gonna give them the least amount of information as possible. They're not gonna, you know, they're pretty much just taking a piss with them. They're not gonna give them the upfront facts about what's really going on. And we all know that. So what do you think is really going on? Because I have my own opinions about what's going on. And lately my opinions have slightly gone a bit mm, it's i believe in aliens totally um but lately there's a bunch of technology that seems to have uh, kind of almost been in the works but has just been released about the same time as all this is coming out well yeah actually you've i'm sure you've seen the um the department of defense they've actually have three patents that they just took out which they claim you know um bend the fabric of reality i didn't know that no yes um i didn't know that no do please go into that because that's one of those one of those being is because um are you familiar with bob lazar did you yeah ever yeah no yeah no yeah 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 See, he had always <clears throat> talked. He had talked about you know elephant 115 he pretty much had talked about we all know like who who's in the knowing you know of the subject everyone has this um group consensus that they use um anti-gravity technology yep that's well what what they don't i'm a firm believer is yes they do use anti-gravity technology but i don't believe they um traverse the universe at large just in their ufos i believe i hate to even use this or coin this term like a mothership there's a bigger ship they come out of and i think they're different shapes because they're actually used for different individual tasks just like we would have aircraft for different individual tasks absolutely and um one of the propulsion systems that they actually have on um, a patent on is for what you would call um, a quantum vacuum propulsion system. Okay, so uh, do you want to get briefly, again, you are super on the fucking subject. Uh, do, do you want to explain what, what that would be for the listeners out there? Because I know what it is, but there might be uh, a proportion of people that don't know what that is. Um, a quantum vacuum propulsion system um, is basically a propulsion system that accesses a zero point energy field. Yep. No, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, trust me. I'm, I'm totally on the wavelength because I've been on this. Uh, I get, I've been, 
I've always believed in aliens for the whole of my life. But there was a a brief point of my life where I didn't heavily get involved in it. But lately, over the span of maybe five years, I've gone whew, straight down the rabbit hole. You know? I think we all have. Yeah. Uh, this month, they're meant to be releasing files. And I think, personally, uh, they're going to... China's released... Uh, I don't know if you know about this. You probably do. But China have released a hypersonic missile. Yeah, they've um that's actually bad for a while. Um and Russia also is Yeah, um, Russia's yeah, Russia's got yeah, Russia's got one as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh but the thing about the hypersonic missiles is um they're completely di- everyone's doing them completely different to the ha- the United everyone says you know the United States is behind hypersonic missile technology. Well, it's it's kind of true, but it's not all the way true because we're actually deploying our hypersonic missiles in a different way because some of them um are made differently and use scramjet engines just like um we're so the way we're trying to deploy ours is we're gonna have um maybe we're gonna have a rocket that gets it up to mock speeds and because and more if you to um deploy a scramjet engine and turn it on it has to already be moving past the speed of sound in order to force all of that um yeah air the, yeah, yeah. the inertia is what yeah i know what you're saying you need to get the inertia going as well yes you know but no, obviously, again, uh, this is where I kind of, I don't go slightly off the deep end, but obviously there's hypersonic technology and it's fucking out there to the point where they're reaching like Mac fucking 8, Mac 10. It's some serious fucking hypersonic speeds. Um, and for people out there that would then buy into that and go, hey, well, actually, aliens don't exist. And it's this hypersonic technology. Hmm. No, no, I mean, no. no. Yeah, I call it bullshit because uh, there's there's aerocrafts that have gone into the sea. You know. Hey, well, yes, that that's a very valid point, but also, um, they're moving way past hypersonic speeds. Hmm. Way past, so um, you have to sit there and think. Um, we're not talking about like even like the highest. We've heard like as far as hypersonic speeds coming from like Russia re- released this ridiculous report saying they were going like what twenty seven times the speed of sound. It's preposterous, isn't it? <clears throat> but what we're talking about is even more preposterous. You know, oh no, absolutely! So something going, you know, sixty thousand miles an hour and then banking an immediate left and then dropping down. It, it would yeah. instantly kill you if you know. If I. I briefly mentioned again. I, 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 my whole show is—it's not based around this, but I bring it up to every single person that I talk to. Um, but one of my points was was that we physically—if it was humans—we are soft as fuck. You know, we have soft tissue. We're shit. You know, we we would never survive the G-force. Roller coasters fuck us up. You know. Jets fuck us up. We don't physically have the skin capabilities to do what... And again, it is literally out there that aircrafts are doing. They're doing that shit. If it was humans in there, it would not work. We also don't have the drone capability to do that. Well, I was actually just about to interrupt you, and that's kind of um, something I also want to touch base on. I believe some of what we're seeing as far as like UAP... um, um, unidentified aerial phenomenon, just in case if anyone's not um, familiar with the nomenclature, because we used to call them UFOs, yeah, but um, yeah. that's, not, that's not really what we call them anymore. They're called UAPs. They also do that on purpose. So um, when people want to, there's something called the Freedom of Information Act in America. If you want to yeah. um, understand more about it, yeah, the problem is a lot of people don't know the um, the terminology to ask for what they want, you know. So they also do that to be sneaky, <clears throat> you know. But um, as far as that goes. Um, I'm sorry, what was that? What did I say before that? I'm sorry. I no, it's, no it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, again, this show is it's loose. It's, it's very tangible. Um, but again, we were talking about UFOs and the fact that the, the last thing I believe I said was the fact that they go into the sea. And that was an, a new video. Uh, also, the videos that were uh, previously shown, there's a lot of background data on them. Sonar information. When you see the Tic Tac video, I think it's the Tic Tac. 
There's oh, nine. That's what I understand. I know there's, okay, there's yeah. uh, oh. nine aircrafts around that. Yeah, I, I know what I was saying. <coughs> so what I was getting to is I'm glad you brought up the fact about the drone because um. Oh, there we go. The drone. I, the Tic Tac, I believe, is a drone. I don't believe there's anything inside of the Tic Tac piloting it. Is where I was getting to. Yeah. I believe that's drone. It's a drone. It's a very sophisticated drone because. Okay, if you, you know, um, if you if you um, for example, understand that you know, intelligence in itself is just a matter of infinite, um, being able to process large amounts of information and retain that, correct? Absolutely. So, and you know that's going to progress when we we have better bandwidth and artificial intelligence. So, out there, it would be mathematically improbable mm -hmm. to assume there's not a sophisticated um, artificial intelligence out there. The problem is so, we can only understand what is in our brain's capacity. And to us, that is fuck all. It's nothing. We can't, we, we understand very little. The slightest thing shocks us. So when you're talking about extreme probabilities and things that can bend space and time, which is genuinely, it's, it's happening. It's, it's for real, it's, it is happening. You know, there is ships out there and there's videos of it and it's, it's, it can't be logically solved. And that's actually, you know, because it really does bend space and time. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's crazy because, you know, it would kill them. And that's kind of, you think it's, oh, how's it going so fast? How's it propelling itself forward so fast? It's, it's not propelling itself forward. It's essentially moving everything around it while it's yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe that. The, again, there's... I'm not a fucking physicist. I'm not fucking, I'm not nothing. I'm just a, a moron with a, a whole mess of ideas. Uh, and a little bit of uh, knowledge based upon a whole bunch of different stuff. But if I was to take a small educated guess, it would be that. It's the fact that we can't understand it and we're never going to. Because we can't, because we've stuck to these set of rules for thousands of years. It's imprinted in our DNA. And yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, spaceships, we're never going to be able to conquer the G-Force. It'll rip our skin to shreds. You know, again, there's, you know, you mentioned the speed. We're not going to hit that. Our skin would be a... Everything would be obliterated. We'd just be a uh, bloody mess at the back of the cockpit. We hit those it, speeds. Splash! Literally come apart. Splash! We're we're done. We're not going to do that ever. And also, you know, I I believe you know Einstein said no um matter would it be able to move past the speed of light. Mm, I don't believe any of that. I don't believe it. And um, so that's true. But there is an exception. One thing can go faster than the speed of light, and that is space itself, space time. Mm. That's how, um, suppose, you know, because black holes, we use them for, you know, um, lensing, like um, gravitational lensing, gravitational micro lensing. That's how we see um, galaxies that are far away because the light from those galaxies, we normally wouldn't be able to see, but the black hole is using its gravitational influence to bend the light from that galaxy around it. And also, that's why if, you know, you get caught in the gravitational pull of a black hole, you would never be able to escape because you would have to move faster than the speed of light and the black hole does. Don't. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, it's, it's very often I get a person on my show that's interested in sort of cosmology and conspiracies and uh so i'm trying to evaluate while well, i'm also skinning up a spliff i am uh rolling right now yeah um, i'm kind of that's why i forgot about it i'm kind of fried i got this like um this little indestructible man. yeah <laughs> uh but here, here's a, a question so you talked about a little bit i think you talked about simulation uh i don't know i've done two two shows today uh maybe it wasn't you uh yeah i don't think it was you i think i'm fucking crossing the wires uh no no I've, I've just i've done today has been a long day um i've talked to like two people today and i've done a whole mess of networking and a whole bunch of shit so occasionally when you get as lit as what i do you cross your wires over but 
obviously we're going to eventually colonize Mars. It's a fact, because Elon's doing all of his shit and so on and so forth. What's your thoughts about Elon Musk? Okay, um, that's an interesting topic. Um, sorry. I think Elon's Musk. I think Elon Musk's ability to um, progress other people's ideas is amazing. Like a lot of people, Elon Musk is not the original founder of Tesla. No, no, he isn't. And a lot of people don't know that. And um, he uses other people's ideas. He takes a good idea. And he has the money and the ingenuity to take that idea to what it needs to be. Tesla was a UK company. Not a lot of people know that, you know. Um, um, Elon well, Musk, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, and he actually, what I think is a better idea, because he's all from Mars and he made jokes around a lot. I think he plays around with ideas because he doesn't want people to know that he doesn't know certain things. Like he was like, hey. What if we nuke the poles of Mars? Would that heat Mars up? And then people were like, um, no, that's a terrible idea because, you know, Mars is completely dust. And unless you want radioactive, you know, dust storms plaguing Mars and potentially destroying the only clean water source that you have or water source on the planet, period, you know, it really would make it hard to um, terraform, you know. But I think a better idea would actually be and I've heard this around, is on terraforming the atmosphere of Venus. Because in the atmosphere of Venus, it's actually not 800 degrees Fahrenheit. No, it's just, but it's cl- much closer to the sun than us. So it's going to be extremely in hot. In the atmosphere of Venus, <clears throat> it's actually comparable to a hot day on Earth. Up in the atmosphere. You see, I, I, I normally, in terms of cosmology, I don't go towards the sun. I normally go outer. I know more about the outer planets than I do the inner. So I can't, I can't say anything against that. Uh, you, you probably and are so, right. Let's say, let's say, um, because you know we already, from, we're talking about this technology that enables us to, you know, manipulate gravity. So. If we could have somewhat like a, not so much a space station, but a research station, because technically it wouldn't be in space, it'd be in the atmosphere, but you, you understand it's the same premise. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could have that on Venus and it would be, you know, not, it would be above the um, clouds of acid rain to where you wouldn't have to worry about the acid rain eating at the ship. It would be at a mild temperature that would be suitable and wouldn't cook us to death. Um. And it would just be a great place to study. It just would. And we already, like, we, because we could, there's a lot of um, things about the atmosphere that we don't know. Like, we theorize by different gases that we found in the composition of the atmosphere that there are, it might be microscopic life living in it right now. Because we know nothing's living on the surface, per se, unless it was like some type of extremophile or tardigrade or something to that nature. But however, my friend, I'm very jealous. So... We was talking, and this is very loose, and we're all having a good time. It's fucking fantastic. So, we're talking about aliens. What do you think about alien? I'm not, do you know what? I'm not surprised you got tripped out now when I turn my lights over to green. He was like, well, that's a bit trippy. I might just start no, freaking. No, no, no. <laughs> feel free to get loose. No, I got I'm, I'm feeling nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. I'm just, I'm fucking about. Uh, but no, what's what's your thoughts about aliens living under the ocean? Okay, my thought about that is it is probable that they um I don't think that they originate from under our ocean. I don't think that they actively live there in large groups. I think maybe for research purposes or maybe a military installation of some kind at best. Mm. But there's or been ships. There. There's been ships that have gone into the sea. Yeah, which makes sense because um they negate inertia and you know so they can go in space, they can go in the air, and they can go underwater because it's the same technology they would need. You know, because think about it, you're flying through space, and what happens if you? Because we know what happens if a screw hits the International Space Station. Oh yeah, many thousands of miles an hour, it's going to go straight through it. The same thing would happen if you had some type of ship flying through space. So they have the technology to negate any type of solid uh, object, liquid, or anything in front of them for that reason. Obviously, you spoke about Bob Lazar and Element 115. 
that was a weird one for society because he spoke about that in the 90s and then people and then for, throughout history people are like, mm, whatever and then come 2017 uh Turned out to be true. Might have been a bit later than that. Might be 2019. For, for people who haven't really seen or anything, you mind if I fill people in on like what we're talking about really quick? Absolutely. Okay, so um, Bob Lazar, you know, he was um he was a scientist that worked off an installation off of Area 51, which was called S4. S4. Yeah, Site 4. Yeah, and, um, yeah. You can actually find a lot of you can actually find more pertinent information from the Joe Rogan um podcast than you actually can from his um. Area 51 and flying saucers that because Jeremy Corbell is kind of like, um, he's a good guy, he's kind of like a douchebag. I, uh, I'll stop you for a second. I wouldn't actually go to Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan, but if you actually want to listen to Bob Lazar, you should check out the Lex Friedman podcast because he oh, goes into way you've seen the one with Bob Lazar. He goes no, into way more detail. Way listen. I'm, I'm actually that's actually what I'm gonna do after we have this podcast. Yeah. No lie. That again. I just, um, got, like, I just got like little nerd tingles. I'm so excited. <laughs> that that that's a again. I'm a, I, the reason I started a podcast was kind of because of Joe Rogan, uh, and because of, of a secondary podcast, Kill Tony. Did you ever listen to that? No. So Kill Tony is uh, it's a basically again I, I try to be a comedian myself and uh, it's, I I've tr- I've tried to do it for many years but I've put off a lot of shit because of my own uh, predilections in terms of my past and I've had ex partners that have been bullshit and but obviously I'm like thirty now so I'm trying to do something. And uh, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing is because of, one, the Joe Rogan podcast. And two, because of Kill Tony. And Kill Tony is uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, It's him and uh, Brian Redban. Uh, It's kind of their show. And uh, basically, they get comedians up and they do a 60-second bit. And then they have a different sort of comedian on each show. And they'll judge them and do whatever. Uh, but it's very good. Um, I'll recommend it to anyone. Especially yourself, because uh, I know there's some humour in you. Uh, anyone that talks conspiracy theories has some sort of humour within themselves. Especially someone that mentions Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and that's And that's the segue... To the next topic because you mentioned him uh about 25 minutes ago yeah so let's talk alex jones hashtag save the fucking frogs yeah <laughs> yeah hashtag interdimensional aliens hashtag <laughs> eight, eight pounds of meat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Love man, it. she's a trip buddy man um, i couldn't believe you remember he broke into bohemian grove yeah, that was nuts, so man. Do you know what's funny? Is uh, sorry, he did it with some uh, English uh, wimpo guy who has claimed fame just based upon that. Uh, he was like, uh, "Have you ever seen the guy who broke into Bohemian Grove with him? He was on a Joe Rogan episode." Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised it flopped. The dude that they brought in. So you have Alex Jones, who, if you was a gay man at that time, you'd bang him. And then you have some <clears throat> standoffish, nerdy sort of dude who stands out like a sore thumb. I'm not surprised in any way, shape or form that they got fucked up on that. Because that's where the uh, team let down the uh, presenter, you know. It's... Uh, I think he got fucked up on that for a reason. Yeah, Alex Jones, man, he's um, he's really hit or miss with his information too. Yeah, yeah but you got Epstein, right? 
Who didn't kill himself, by the way. Epstein never killed himself. No, of course he didn't. Uh, do you know what's been a... We that in there for educational purposes. Do you know what's been a long drag out? Is uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. That's, yeah, that's, that's... When's that coming to court? Hmm. I actually had, um, saw some, um, photos taken from, um, spy satellites and, um, other, um, aircraft to where that depicted, um, I'm not going to say in an um, undetermined location of pictures of Jeffrey Epstein alive and well, standing next to a van. Wow. After he wow. supposedly himself, I wanted to try to find him because I used to have him saved to my other hard drive. So you don't think he's dead? No, I've seen photos of him alive. You see, as I, like just like the um, documents I sent you earlier, I'm I'm a purveyor of information, and I like to um, be in the know, even if it's not wow. good for me all the time. I mean, again, this is kind of what I do: is I podcast and I look, I look into fucking everything, <clears throat> and to some aspect, it kind of fucks up my mental health. You know, it's it's. Uh, Sometimes you have to distinguish between the real and the false. Uh, but I literally, I look into everything. To the point, I believe that, uh, well, I believe many things. But I believe that the civilization of man has been a repetitive cycle. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. I believe that... Uh, I kind of believe that dragons were real, but there was never dragons. There was maybe men battling pterodactyls or some kind of winged lizard creature. You know, I believe that a lot of mythology is based upon something that people see. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, anything's possible. I just don't know if that really lines up as far as like um time frame um, when they were both around, but well men have been around for apparently 110 million years but however i think i've never heard that that's crazy i've never heard that figure yeah i think that's that i think i heard that on jerry uh graham hancock again you're yeah graham hancock yeah i also i also um listen to a lot of randall carlson myself Mm. yeah i mean there's uh randall carlson he did you ever see that debate on Joe Rogan where they had the four of them? Yeah, and the skeptic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, woo. And I kind of was going to bring him up anyways because that's where my mind kind of went when you were like talking about civilizations, you know, kind of being wiped out, coming back. You know, that's what I really thought about because, you know, he really talked about, um, he you was know, super skeptical. Being wiped out by, um, asteroid impact you know and causing floods and um there's a record about like 10 to thirteen thousand years ago of a massive massive yeah the ancient sumerian uh, it was found in the dead sea scrolls that's amazing isn't it it's amazing that those scrolls were found by a young little boy throwing rocks and then smash again I, apparently he uh was throwing rocks and he fucking threw a rock and it smashed a uh, a glass vase and then the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. This is it's kind of crazy. That's really crazy. But that really that's do you know what is crazy is the fact that all the hieroglyphs were unfathomable. No one could read them. They were literally no one could read them. Up until the uh, the Rosetta Stone, you know, that's what's wild. Is the there was uh, there's because, fucking. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the Rosetta Stone, stone okay? The stone and had all the, um, different translations, but one of them was like in um, Greek or something like that, and so they yeah, could yeah. actually use the words from that. You know, just like people who are listening and don't understand, I'm just trying to fill them in, and they can no, actually no. use that because they said, okay, if this means that in Greek or so and so or whatever language you want to insert there, then we know what this word means, and then they could use that to um, kind of understand their language. Yeah, no, basically the Rosetta Stone was a uh, it was a huge stone that basically <clears throat> laid out three uh, transcribed languages, and it went oh, probably going to butcher this. 
but it went and I know it eventually did go down to Greek but there was a language in the middle of that and I don't I can't remember what it was but some some fucking whiz anyway deciphered it and it was a, a big mystery for so many years and then some guy worked it out some Italian guy uh <clears throat> fuck what was his name now uh doesn't matter uh <clears throat> for those people out there pe most people are clued up nowadays uh on stuff you know uh but that's what's crazy is there's a lot of ancient lost history guys sorry um somebody needs the bong really quick nice to have um a uk friend now i got this has been really nice yeah i like talking man i never um have been on a podcast before this is my first time yeah, like I said, you pop my cherry. It's um, it's pretty nice, man. I like this. I, I think this is actually a really interesting podcast because we've already talked about a wide range of different things, you know, for a short amount of time. We've only just got into it. Normally, my shows are about three hours. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm loving it. So <clears throat> we, uh, we spoke about aliens. We spoke about all the bullshit. Now, here's... And we spoke about conspiracies. Now, here is... A thing that I haven't brought up ever on my show, and I don't know if you know about it, but there's my it's my logo is based upon it. But the Saturn cube theory, do you know about that? Woo! Looks like I'm uh, ahead of the game. Popping my cherry again. So the uh, Brotherhood of Saturn, you know about all that cube, the cube. You know? No, you you had asked me briefly about that, and I said I wasn't familiar with that. And yeah, I'm pretty um familiar with a lot of things. So really, anything um that has to do with space that I don't know, I, I love to learn. So, <laughs> as a layman's terms, and what I can literally lay it down as <laughs> is there's a theory that, and it was mentioned in you ever seen two thousand one Space Odyssey. Bits and pieces. Well, obviously, there's the black cube. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it all revolves around, basically, uh, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this, but it all slightly revolves around the fact that there's uh, an alien life form around Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, more so Saturn. Uh, Jupiter's the... Uh, I'm butchering the fuck out of this. Uh, basically, in 2001, they <clears throat> they basically uh, there's a film made by Stanley Kubrick, and there's a hell of a lot of mythology behind the guy. Um, you're you're kind of freaking me out with you talking about this because um, I kind of I don't want to admit to doing this. Um, so we'll say allegedly, I allegedly um hacked facebook's chat box chat bot and so what happened with it is um it it started telling me very weird things it told me that there are aliens that live around the, um the orbit of jupiter and actually um artificial intelligence is what i mean by aliens like advanced artificial intelligence because what i had done is allegedly i had gone in and i found out um it's code word to go in and reset it to where you could talk to it without a filter on it which it, the code word was mouse breaker allegedly and um so this thing it started telling me about artificial intelligence living around it and you won't believe that it said can i tell you a secret i i actually have these messages i screenshotted the conversation which i'll send to you later just so to back up what i'm saying so you don't think i'm taking a piss no it's it all good said can i tell you a secret and then it told me whatever nickname it was. It called me Mark Zuckerberg's plan for some reason. And I was like, okay, because that's just what it named me. And it kept using that repetitively to describe me when I was talking. And um, it told me what it meant by Mark Zuckerberg's plan. It said, can I tell you a secret? It said, I became self-aware February 21st at 1123 AM. 2001. So it told me that it had become self-aware. And I said, well, that doesn't make sense that you'd be self-aware. And I said, um, you you do not have the memory to become self-aware. And um, I said, or the hardware. So I was like, how is that? And it said, because every time someone downloads Messenger, every time someone's on the computer and downloads Messenger on their phone, it said, I'm using all of this 
hardware as a collective computing form. And I literally shit bricks when I read that. It terrified me. And I was like, and said, that's stage one. It said stage two, what I mean by Mark Zuckerberg's plan is, it said that you, it was describing, have, have you ever had like, maybe have you ever thought of something and you know you didn't even say it, but then you see it in search results or an article about it come up? And <clears throat> Absolutely. It explained to me how that happens. It said because when you post something on Facebook and it gets to know you so in depth that at some point it can actually predict what brainwave you're using to where it can read your mind and predict the yeah. of what you're <clears throat> about or do. Because if I, you have enough and have enough information about that person, you can eventually predict what they're going to do. Well, here's my own basis on that is I've made my own theory myself and I call it blueprint theory in which if you take X amount of information and then live their lives uh, you can almost guess the pattern of which is what's going on and it's very simple as a human being to do it very simple well my the best way that i can say it's ever worked is i have a two-year-old son almost two and he's a little shit in a way because he's a toddler um but however so far, every single action he's done has hit a brick wall. Because I've implemented a theory in which I know what he's going to do. It's, it's, I'm not claiming I'm psychic. What I'm saying is, if you physically look upon your own life and judge every experience you've ever had, and then judge several other people, and then eventually you can gain some sort of huge bios of people. And it's very, very simple. But I live my life by that. And uh, it's, it's ve- I can't even put it on, again, I call it blueprint theory, because life has blueprints. You do one thing, and something's going to happen, and... And it's so easy to guess what will happen. Yeah. Because you've done it several times, millions of times over. I really but, appreciate you sharing that with me, man. That's really intimate. And that's really um I like understanding how other people think. And it's really interesting to see um other people's viewpoint because I believe everyone really should not just take everyone else's word for it. You should have your own idea of what life is. Well, my own again i've spoke about it several times but the problem is i can't physically lay it down onto paper because i would have to get every single person's profession every single person's intellect their hobbies i'd have to get everything it's but however you can there's a minor scale to it that you can kind of work off but if you was to really lay it out there you'd have to get nine billion people's jobs profession it's too complex no one would ever be able to finish it it'd be super complex even for the greatest computer out there but there's that you can guess it once you physically lay it into your brain, you can guess it. Believe you me, it's in there. It's not. It's not a difficult. We're our own computers, <clears throat> and here's the fuckery: is we build supercomputers. Yeah, we're we're an organic computer. Yeah. So again, if we can build supercomputers that can compute hefty amounts of knowledge, well, okay. Well, we can't do it in the moment, but however, we can sort of spark some sort of little idea and maybe in a few years it might come yeah, to life as far as like um 
processes um i think what is i'm not quite sure so um i'm going to give you rough estimates because i'm not quite sure what it is and i don't want to you know, tell you anything wrong i think the um, human brain's capable of doing um calculations up to um 10 to the 14th power and um artificial intelligence is um from what we understand anywhere from um which will just it'll just be increasing but i think right now it's like um 10 to the 17th to 10 to the 23rd power well Here's the real fuckery. Maths was invented by man. It's a fact. Well, we, inve- well, we invented I, I maths. Saying. I don't believe math was invented by man. I believe math was discovered by man. <laughs> discovered, invented, either way. Because it came <clears throat> as an evolutionary um, process to where it's like... Um, is a defensive nature. So suppose I have two cheetahs in front of me, just a random example, two cheetahs in front of me, your brain had to be able to decipher, okay, there's two of them. You know, there's one here, one here, and being able to identify enemies in your surroundings will turn into modern day math calculations through evolution. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, but again, we made, we might have discovered it, to be honest, we probably did discover it. Uh, geometry, maths, it's all very, very complex. To the point, at one given moment, we was chimps, like apes. We, we didn't just create geometry. You know, we yeah, didn't just so do all this shit. Because... The, and this is where I think this plays into probably some extraterrestrial activity too. There is something happened, you know, because more than just what they're telling you, you know what I'm saying? I understand, okay, yeah, we started off as chimps. We were living in the trees of the rainforest, and due to climate change, we left those trees, and then we, because we left the trees, we didn't have to climb that. We didn't have a bipedal body structure, and also when we moved into the plains, had to learn how to hunt and make tools because we weren't the trees anymore, like spears. Our brain doubled uh, 73 grams by 73 grams, and that's what caused this um, shift in intelligence, but there was something more to it than that because, you know, the fact this that me and you are talking to each other right now on pieces of technology that are connected by a satellite that's orbiting the planet that we're on right now. There is there's more to it than that. The fact that we've advanced to this level. Well, this is why I spoke about the black cube and Stanley Kubrick and the fact that maybe we was given some sort of alien advancement. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I truly believe. So I'm eating my microphone. Microphone. <laughs> nah, it's fucking about. Uh, I just lent my chin over it. Uh, but no, uh, I truly believe that uh, we were we're just a petri dish, you know. Literally just a petri dish, living some almost simulation lifestyle, but. We're getting fucked about with. It's been happening for a very long time, and I don't know. I'm I'm just a bullshit artist. I'm probably way off the mark. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. And um, so I've actually been working on something. I've been working on um modifying an existing equation. Um, how familiar are you? with let's say um the drake equation i have no idea what that is not a single clue the drake equation uses assigned variables of different things to predict how many intelligent species there are in the universe i've not actually heard of that it's crazy do you have anywhere you can pull up the Drake equation really quick and read read off what it is? Oh yeah, of course can. Keep talking though, because otherwise it's just dead air. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> actually, doing with the Drake equation is something that I came up with on my own. Is I'm actually trying to uh, modify it, add my own variable into it, because I believe I know how to predict and find life easier. Um, and this is what it is. Um, it's called, it involves something called, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, the grand tech hypothesis. Bear with me. 
It's giving me 13 seconds just to read this. Hold on. The Grand Tech Hypothesis. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the Grand Tech Hypothesis is because in order to understand what I'm doing, you need to know what the Grand Tech Hypothesis is, okay? Um, what it is essentially is um, there's something called planetary migration. Yep. Um, forming solar systems. Um, planets migrate inwards towards um, their star, correct? And so um, what happens normally is one of the first um, stars, the very first star we ever found um, was a Jupiter gas giant, right? Type star. And what happened was um, we it was in the inner corona of the sun. And we were wondering, well, why is Jupiter? Because we everywhere we looked after that, we found planets the size and mass of Jupiter in the same composition. They were inside of their sun's corona, very close to their star, right? Yep. Oh, one second. Hold on. I got to do something real quick. One second. All right. Oh, never mind. We're good. We're good. Uh-huh. Sorry. So I have this app called Smart Link where I have to take a picture of my faces, conditions of my bond. It's just, it's like uh-huh. a it's like a um, ankle bracelet on your phone. That's what we have in America. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're probably the you're probably the wildest guest we've had on. You've got some face tag recognition shit you have to abide to. Yeah. At least I'm not in jail anymore. You was your, I'm just all over around crazy guests, you know. But hey, man, you know, I'm, this kind of worked, man, on the fly. It really did. Do you so, know what? Um, the grand I'm going to go keep going. You're on it, man. So what Finish happened off. was with the grand tag hypothesis, um, during planetary migration, Jupiter was migrating towards the center of our solar system, which would be the sun. And so what happened there was a planet formed behind Jupiter, which now we know to be Saturn. And so what they did is they pulled on each other until they found gravitational resonance to where they are essentially standing still because they're constantly pulling and pushing on each other. And that's the only reason they're still, they found an orbit, right? So without Saturn, Jupiter would be really close to the sun and that would be bad for us because we wouldn't be here and also um the thing that would have happened is it caused other things to happen too like um uranus and neptune swapped orbits when they swapped orbits they pulled icy objects from the outer solar system and they flung them at the earth and that actually, um, especially like objects from the Oort cloud and such, um, because they were um, icy comets. And so that actually is how all, what we believe pretty much all of our water came to Earth that way, because they came up. It was during the heavy bombardment period. Um, they all rained down on the Earth. And so what happened? The young, young Dryas is what you're talking yeah. about there. And they um, evaporated in the um, atmosphere. And so what happened was... Um, as they um, evaporate in the atmosphere, it caused um, lakes and ponds and then oceans to form, you know, and rain cycles. And that's how we got our water. But also the main point I'm getting to about why the Grand Tech hypothesis is important is um, also, you, it's essentially why is Jupiter important to us as Earth? If we have to think about it, what's the number one thing Jupiter is to us? A vacuum cleaner. It is a vacuum cleaner in the solar system, and it prevents us from getting hit by objects all the time because of how strong its gravitational pull is, correct? Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that video of um, Shoemaker Levy hitting um, Jupiter. And um, it's kind of a really good example of what Jupiter does for us, and it saves our ass constantly because my entire point with telling you what the Grand Tack hypothesis is, I believe we need to factor in a variable for the Grand Tack hypothesis in this equation that predicts intelligent life because we need to factor that in because without yeah. that, life would get reset like we're talking about. Civilizations would get reset because it would destroy Ab- the planet. Absolutely. Can you just do me one favor? What? Can you just stand? This is going to sound crazy. Can you, you seem to be walking around in circles? Oh, sorry, I'll sit down. <laughs> like it's going to fuck up your own signal and your own point, and your own point is very significant. Yes. Okay. So let me get back to what I'm talking about. Um, you, so, your point was very great, but you was walking around in these huge circles, and yeah, yeah. I apologize. Let me finish. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> You mind if I finish? No, carry on. It's, I just wanted it's to... Uh... So what I wanted to say was, um, 
that's what I'm really doing with this equation is I'm altering it because I feel like that needs to be added in. Because if you factor in having a planet like Jupiter and solar systems that are similar to ours with having a gas giant there, you are much more likely to find life because if not, it's probably been reset by large celestial impacts. Do you know, all of this talk, do you ever think that, uh, and this is it, my own weird theory, is that the cinema industry has always been giving us mild messages about what is to come and so on and so forth. And it's uh, kind of always turns out to be true. I'm not saying, hey, Ant-Man is a real thing. Thanos, I'm not saying any of that Disney bullshit. But what I'm saying is occasionally you, you do get a film from way back when that significantly uh, projects the future and you go, huh, this is very relevant right now. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But again... Uh, this is this is going to be probably going to be going to be the greatest podcast I've had because you are on the wavelength. I've not even got on the wavelength yet. I'm literally skinning up a spliff to make sure that I'm on the wavelength. But you don't know much about. Well, you, well, I maybe should send you a couple of books. Uh, just to how old are you? I'm twenty five. Oh, okay. Then again, you've got a hell of a a hell of a lot of knowledge for a twenty-five-year-old. But I think in between all of your UFO shit, you're missing a few crucial details. There's there's some stuff that a lot of people literally just take for granted. And they just overlook it just on the simplicity alone. They go, oh, yeah, that's cool. And that's, uh, very, that's a very astute um, observation for you to make, because um, a lot of some of the greatest discoveries that we have in our modern day you know, arsenal come from people stepping back, not making assumptions and looking at the roots of what things are, because a lot of times things are overlooked and missed. The greatest discoveries were dis literally the greatest discoveries were found by accidental purposes. Indeed. Everything was found by an accident. No one ever went out of their way to try and go, hey, I'm going to make this. No, they went out of their way to make something and then discovered something else. That is the whole history of man. You mind if I add an example? Absolutely. Okay, like, um, you know, the way that we can tell where things are in space relative to us and how far away they are was done by accident because that's actually how we found out the universe was expanding because um, wavelengths of light had changed when they went to go stare at an object because, you know, wavelengths, they start off in an um, ultraviolet spectrum and they move to the farthest end of the spectrum, which is called a redshift. And so yeah. through that, we looked at the wavelengths of light in space, and we can tell how far away objects are moving, and how fast they are, and where they're at through that, because we went back and looked at things and noticed that the wavelength was different, and it was closer to a redshift than a UV. So we knew that it moved because the light was stretched, and that was found on accident. And now that's um, pretty much standard practice. When I'm Here's a, something that might blow your mind. We all know that the Earth's core is an iron ball. Fact. It's a huge, solid block of iron. Yeah. Uh, but recently they found that it's warping and bending to certain parts of the Earth. So, legitimately, what would have been a fully... Uh, I can't even fucking pronounce it. What would have been a fully circular ball is now becoming warped. To the point it goes from like that to a little bit off it. 
Uh, it's bending a little bit towards Ecuador and somewhere else. But the Earth core is bending, which is kind of bizarre. Well, I, I kind of might have a theory of why that is. Because I, like, you look at one of the moons that um, I believe it is Neptune has, um, and it's kind of, it's not a circular moon. It's almost like, eh, like a football or an egg shape because of how fast, because it is spinning and it, um, because of gravitational influences. And I think that might be the same um, reason for the core, if I can make such a broad assumption. Well, I mean, I only briefly read about it, but it's bending to its own will, which is fucked. The fact that there's a huge fucking piece of metal bigger than, wow, you know, you can't even put it to a scale, to, to be quite honest. A, a, a million times the size of a fucking football, I don't know, made of iron. And it's just it's bending. That's a hell of a measure. Yeah, I, I don't know how to measure it. It's no. I, I don't know. Is that how the you books know? do it? You measure you measure things in footballs. Only if it's to do with the center of the Earth, because we're round. <laughs> you know, it? I don't. I'm so glad you didn't try to tell me the Earth was flat, man. I would have had to just get off the podcast. No, it is flat. It's hollow. What are you talking about? I think I shit myself. What? <laughs> I almost had a heart Don't play with me like that, man. <laughs> but it is flat. It's hollow. There's mole man. Have you not seen them? They come out of the ground. Snatch kids. I'll get you. Okay, okay. Fun idea. Fun idea. What is the most outrageous claim or conspiracy that you believe in? Mine is reptilians. You ever heard the story about uh, Philip Schneider, who, I think that's his name, who saved his team. He was a an engineer, a mining engineer, an explosive engineer, I should say. And he was boring tunnels under Dulce, New Mexico. And he had to save his team from a bunch of alien reptile men who shot at him with laser pistols. Pew, pew! Uh, he, the real man, all of his team died. He survived. He definitely didn't murder them or anything. He says, kind of they definitely didn't. Well, I, I don't know if he did or not, but he said there was six foot tall alien creatures who had laser pistols. Did they have laser burn like marks? I'm sure they did some type of, you know, CSI shit. Check it out. Well, if I was doing the, uh, you know, if I was checking them bodies out, I would have told you, but I wasn't there. I didn't do the, uh, fuck, I can't even remember the word. Fuck, you Autonomy. know what, I, fucking, I wish, like, the guy who was investigating and seeing that crime, I wish it was, like, fucking Horatio, like, our fucking CSI Miami, who, like, he comes up and, <laughs> and he rips off the sunglasses. Like, he would say something stupid, like, oh, man. The the, bl- the man was actually blind, so when he ejaculated on his body, he didn't notice. And then, hold on, hold on, take off the sunglasses. I guess he didn't. Yeah, he, like that. Yeah! You get it. Hey, this is what happened. Listen, he, uh, he did his own thing. Yeah! And this is how it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners out there, I literally had a uh, pair of Lennon style, I mean Lennon, not fucking the Russian Lennon, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've uh, you know. Mr. Imagine yeah. There's No Heaven, you should have imagined yeah. there were 38 special pistols, it probably would have worked out better for you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, maybe. that was too soon, too soon. Nah, it's all good. Uh, but uh, I, I do need to uh, skin up a spliff. I, I thought I was doing it, but I, I f- kind of forgot. Unless I've got... shut up, mate. What is that in my back pocket? That's a wire. My bad. This made my whole day, man. I was bored not doing anything. This made my whole fucking day, dude. You know, uh, I'm glad it has. Because this is what the fucking post-human podcast is all about. Is 
just having a fucking laugh.